Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm pretty good. Good, good. It's I've... been a little while. Yeah, I've not been doing that well for the last couple of weeks. Um, but anxiety medication's pretty good, and I'm feeling good. better. <laughs> good to hear you're feeling better, definitely. Yeah, it's been just one of those awful times across the board, I think, really. Like, I'm fairly certain I have COVID at the moment. It's, uh, yeah, whatever. What can you do, right? What can you do? But stay indoors and be sensible. I don't know. I don't know. Things are good, but we're back. We're back after a small hiatus. Uh, How how have you been? Yeah, I mean, okay. I, uh, I, you know, went outside into the world and... It was with loads of people who weren't wearing masks, which is the first time I've done that in like two years, and then my brain broke. Um, but then I was proud about it, and I feel okay now. <laughs> I'm getting, getting a lot better. Um, I'm mainly just excited for the the Axiom Now Mega Weekend coming up. Yeah, that days. should be fun. My first big Magic tournament in two years. Um, it's gonna be very very good, and I'm probably gonna get COVID from that. So. But other than that, fine. Good, good, good. Yeah, it's it's just a time still, isn't it? I feel like it's this is just life now. Like <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah. just the general, I don't know, discontent and bizarreness in the world just is not going to come to an end now. That's it. Uh, no, everything's fucked forever, and you just sort of have to make your own make your own way through it you know there's very little that (laughs) you can you can do on a personal level outside of just try not to lose your mind and uh stay relatively healthy (laughs) yeah brilliant Um, brilliant the human condition (laughs) yeah i mean i suppose it's always been this way but it's just been compounded by (laughs) events constantly happening just more this way than ever (laughs) yeah Yeah. the more things change the more they stay the same yeah Uh, but yeah I'm, i'm doing okay just good, what, good. At a certain point, what can you do outside of just try and enjoy yourself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Going, going to a big magic event and probably getting COVID. I mean, I've avoided it this far. Like, I don't think I've had COVID in the last two years. So maybe I'm just like, you know, super. You've had a good run. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've had a good been, run. Definitely. Like, it's been great <laughs> until now. Considering, like, I've barely left my house at all for the past two years, and I'm fairly certain I've had it twice. I don't know how, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here we are. Whereas, yeah, like, I'm, you know, running F&M every week, and I'm going out to eat at places. I mean, like, I'm wearing masks the whole time, and obviously yeah. I'm as, as vaccinated as the government will allow me to be. But, uh, I, yeah, I've still managed to avoid it, <laughs> which is kind of impressive. Uh, but speaking of F&M, we ran a, a Pioneer F&M. Yeah, how'd that go? Great, we had 16 people, which is good, pretty great, considering it was kind of a last-minute thing. Um, and Because we decided to try and run Pioneer because people seemed excited about it, and it seems like a reasonable yeah. entry-level format. Now that- yeah, the, the, the format's good. Like It doesn't cost you like £600 for a, a competitive deck. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's cool. I love Pioneer. Yeah, like standard still isn't a thing. Maybe it'll come back with... Obviously, we'll get to it, the uh, organised play announcement. Yeah, um, maybe. But... Modern is just like not a thing you can expect new players to get into at the moment. Yeah. Um, for all the reasons we've covered previously on the podcast, but it's it's a reasonable like entry level format for people that's still really really fun has a lot of play to it. Um, so we announced it sort of last minute, just like oh let's let's try and get Pioneer going because it seems like a cool format. And then the organised play announcement arrived that suggested that Pioneer was going to be an actual relevant paper format. Yeah. Um, so that kind of coincided quite nicely. But yeah, 16 people. Um, people seem to have fun. There are a lot of sweet decks being played. Uh, I'm very excited for that format to just kind of grow from here after <laughs> a couple of full starts for the format. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, it, it it hasn't had, had the best run, has it, Pioneer, this this whole time? Nope. No, but I, I think it's great. Uh, and no, that's good. It's good that you're starting to build a bit of a, a, bit of a Pioneer scene there. Uh, and I, I expect it will as we, we get onto the organised play stuff I expect that will will only grow yeah hopefully it's a, I mean, it's a sweet format and like I said slightly less expensive than trying to get into modern currently yeah definitely definitely cool have you done anything else magic wise have you played much yourself 
Not really. I've just been playing uh, Living End when I can to try and practice for the uh, Team Unified tournament. Yeah, cool. Uh, ah, so that, that's what you're playing? Yeah, Living End. We've settled on uh, Amulet Titan, Living End, and Grixis Death Shadow. That um, seems good. Yeah, it's a good combo. Like, I, we've had to make some concessions. So, like, I'm not playing Steam Vents because Death Shadow needs Steam Vents. Yeah. So I'm playing two Breeding Pool, a Stomping Ground, and a Fiery Islet. And it's kind of fine. Like, Stomping Ground's the worst card in your deck by so much um, because you need the blue for cyclers. But it's fine. You just fetch it when you need it. I hope you don't draw it. And it's the, the deck is still able to just kill them on turn three. Yeah. Which <clears throat> is kind of why we chose it, just because it's kind of branded. Like, because I, I don't get to play a lot of Magic. Um, but I really wanted to play this tournament. So I kind of let people choose the decks that they were proficient in and, and comfortable with. And then pick up the pieces and kind of play a brain dead combo deck. Yeah. But the deck's really, really fun. It's, it's um, my kind of magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite as brain dead as something like Tron. But, but uh, <laughs> you know, there, like, there are lots of decision points and, like, obviously sideboarding decisions and, like, points at which to fire off force negations or endurances or anything like that like when to cycle yeah, when to yeah. casting stuff which ones you want to cycle like uh, playing grief grief is really really good in the deck um still having to make those kind of decisions so it, it's it's a lot of fun and your opponent gets really salty when they just die on turn three so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been trying to play that as much as i can um sweet i've also finally decided to sell all my maverick cards yeah which is kind of a big deal end um, of an era right yeah yeah I had I've played Maverick for like six years, and it was kind of like my thing. Like I I know the deck inside out. I've played it more than any other deck I've, I've ever played. Um, but the deck is just abominable. Like it's tr- it's just so bad. Um, yeah. And like I picked it up when it was like not great, but it was a kind of cheap option to get into Legacy at the time. And neither had a query. Greenson Zenith Noble Hierarch. Wasteland, just like a great combination of things that I enjoy playing. Um, and the format has just evolved to a point where like it's just not good enough anymore. And like even like I, I, st- I can still post results with it just because I've played it more than any other deck. Um, and people don't really know how to play against it because it hasn't been a th- thing properly since about twenty seventeen. Yeah. But I finally decided to put it down because it's just not good enough. Um, like I've got the cards for Nia Depths, which is like similar, but obviously has the the ability to just combo them uh, and has a lot more. Like a lot more ways to win the game, and still has some of the play that Maverick had. Um, and then I'm basically trying to sell my Maverick cards to buy a Tabernacle. Whew, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna gonna cost you. Yeah, well, I think I think it's like gonna be like two grand. Yeah, for for an English one, definitely. No, no, for an Italian one. Oh, yeah, for an Italian one. Ooh. Yeah, English ones are about two point eight, I think. And I. I think I can kind of I can I can get most of the way there and then just like save for a couple of months and have yeah, money yeah. and just hope that I don't be my impulsive self and just buy something stupid with the money before I buy a tabernacle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like it's a fine place to put my money, um, like in a tabernacle. And I've wanted to play lands since I found out Legacy was a format, and I have yeah. lots of lands, so I, I just I just want to own a tabernacle. Um, but yeah, finally setting my my Japanese guy's cradle, which hurts. But also, I, I'm gonna sell it for like four times what I paid for it like four years ago. Yeah, so. exactly. No, you, yeah, you made a, a very good, a very good snap decision. Uh, it's gonna pay off. Yeah, the time I trudged all the way back from a from a car park outside of GP Liverpool. It was Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, so I got in my car to go home for the weekend and was like, "No, I want that guy's cradle." So I walked all the way back in and waited for the vendors to pack down all their stuff, dig out the guy's cradle, so I could, so I could buy it. I think that was a, it was a good call in the long run. Turns out, yeah, and I've, no, definitely. And I've got a lot of play out of that guy's cradle. Like, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's certainly well, and it's also quadrupled in price. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of the end of an era. But I'm 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 okay with the decision. Good, good. And hopefully, I'll own a tabernacle, which is a very cool thing to own. Yeah, that's sweet. It's it's a such a cool magic card. Even in Italian. Yeah, even in Italian. Sweet. So yeah, I I have I have not been playing much magic at all myself or anything so since we we last did, did one of these we've been doing like the, the regular regular streams been playing on magic online whatever cubes been up uh 7th edition drafts went up for april fool's day which was, was <laughs> yeah, bizarre <laughs> it was cool they gave everyone a free draft but i i, 
I didn't quite understand why it was 7th edition. I, I assume it was... Um, I don't know. I, I assume it, it was like a choice based on... I don't know if you saw the Ristic Study video uh, about Magic's most foolish card. Which was? Which was Visidrix. So obviously Visidrix sure. was, was one of like the big face cards of, of 7th edition. Uh, one of the more iconic cards from, from that set. Uh, somebody had, had made a... had like gone through and spammed the comments on every single one of Vistrix Studies videos saying, when are you going to make a video about Visidrix? Magic the Gathering's most foolish card. And then he did. <laughs> just made like a two Sweet. minute short video. Cool. Which was really funny. It was really good. Uh, so my assumption is that that's somebody who's in charge of something to do with Magic Online for Wizard of the Coast decided to put up 7th edition drafts with Visidrix as, as, the, as the, the face of that. Because of that, maybe I I don't know. It was uh, it was interesting, and yeah, I'm glad it, I'm glad it was free. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah. People I've spoken to that have done that draft uh, did not seem to enjoy it. I like I understand putting up like a stupid meme draft for a Brawl's Day, but could you not have made it like yeah. something at least with some play to it? That <laughs> isn't just yeah. like, a bad a bad core set from 1999. Yeah, it it was. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I mean, I'm glad I drafted it definitely, uh, but it was it was definitely not one that I would rush back and draft. So I, I did I did one only did one draft league, league of that went two one. Um, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, and then after that, I I streamed some of the uh, the mixed up sealed, which was the special April Fool's Day event that they did on Magic Arena, which was actually really good and might just be the best like the best game mode they put on arena yet it was it was amazing it was just chaos sealed uh it was like 100 gold to enter and you got six booster packs that were completely random cards out of every single card that was on arena um i think you got like you were guaranteed six rares and then everything else in the pack was was just totally randomized and it was it was just fun it was really fun uh you got your 100 gold entry back if you like won like one game as well like it was just it was just fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's gone now, but uh, yeah, that was that was out of the the April Fool's Day events. That was a hundred percent the best one one that they did. Sweet. Like, I would just play that. Cool. Yeah. Sealed magic. It's good. It's underrated. But besides playing magic, I have been keeping up with all of the uh, all of the news. So I guess the the big topic that we're going to hit is organized play. It's back. Uh, yeah, paper magic cards matter again. <laughs> yeah, finally, magic esports is dead. Twenty twenty to twenty twenty two, whatever it was. Christ, thank God. Yeah, that was yeah one of the, the things I got most excited about was the uh, the at magic esports Twitter is is no longer active. It's finally dead. Uh, we did it. It's been yeah esports magic esports is officially dead. It's been re- replaced by at play MTG. <clears throat> We we did it as a community, yeah. as a group. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> because I'm sure, like you know, they're making decisions they think are best for their company. But there's absolutely no way that they didn't take into consideration all of the fucking memes about Magic esports and the fact that it's not an esport, and it was never going to compete with uh, any of the actual esports that exist. Yeah, but it, to to be the champion of Magic or whatever the hell they're deciding to call it now, you actually have to play with physical paper cards in a room full of other nerds. And, yep. and play the game not on your computer which for like 99.99% of people is great um, that you don't have to grind fucking arena and sit in your house playing a video game that isn't as fun as any other video game <laughs> you actually get to go out and play against other people and you know magic the gathering right yeah yeah but uh, yeah, let's get into the the specifics of, uh, yeah. of the new organized play system. So we have a pyramid, uh, a nice diagram. They love their flowcharts and diagrams. The the good folks at Wizards of the Coast do. Um, just glad we have it's a nice, not, not a fucking PowerPoint presentation again. Yeah, <laughs> we all the pack ones, Jesus. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But this is it's a fairly straightforward sort of system, I guess. We've got four tiers to this pyramid. The bottom tier, we've got regional championship qualifiers. The tagline, prove your skill at your local scene. Above that, we've got regional championships. Above that, we've got the Pro Tour. And then on top of that, we have the World Championship. 
So it is, it's fairly straightforward. You've got regional qualifiers, you've got regional championships, you've got the Pro Tour, and you've got the World Championship. And it doesn't feature the word Mythic even once. It does not, and it's called Yay. the Pro Tour again. It's yeah. not the Mythic Championship or the Mythic Tour or the mm-hmm. the Mythic Series or any of the other terms they've used. It's it's the Pro Tour. It's almost as if taking away one of the most iconic parts of your organised play system for 25 years that people associated with professional magic was a bad idea. Yeah, you should reinstate the Pro Tour. <laughs> uh, I think I I think Flesh and Blood just got that back up because they called their thing the Pro Tour, didn't they? So yeah. <laughs> like, no, we're gonna take we're gonna take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Pro Tour's our thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, sweet. I mean, it, you know, it's fairly easy to. Uh, I guess dr- that's a side note there, like F's in chat for Flesh and Blood because that's probably dead now. Oh yeah, because actual paper because play- a bunch of yeah. people, <laughs> a bunch of like Magic players, Pro Magic players, or at least Magic grinders moved away from Magic when it was just Arena and they couldn't do tournaments anymore uh, and now they get to do it again and Magic yeah. Gathering is a much better game than Flesh and Blood so, <laughs> yeah. yep. so they have a reason to go in uh, to play in paper again which is sweet uh, but yeah I mean it's easy to draw analogue between like PPTQs, PTQs Pro Tour yeah. but it's regional championship qualifiers, regional championships Pro Tour um, and I guess they're going to be different to like PPTQs and PTQs slightly but they, they give the same kind of vibe uh, as previously, which is a system that there are a lot of critiques of that system, but good lord, it's better than g- grind the arena ladder to get to the mythic championship. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the the issue has always been like because because the world the world works and it works in in completely different ways depending where you are in the world. It's very difficult to have a sort of one universal system like one size fits all organized play system that is going to work for every region in the world but i feel like this is this isn't a reasonable attempt at it here uh you know so there were lots of people complaining about pptqs i remember specifically like in america we had a lot of americans were complaining about pptqs at the time whereas not so much not as much in the uk people seem to like that you could oh you could go away for a weekend and grind a couple of pptqs somewhere uh, so i think like the PPTQ system and regionals and stuff worked better in some regions than it did in others, but mm-hmm. this, from from what I can see, this this does seem like the best attempt at like a one size fits all thing that that does work out for the most part. Yeah, because I mean, anywhere you're in the UK, you're relatively close to most places by comparison to somewhere like the states. Yeah, so like having to travel to like a, P- a, a PPTQ, like at most, it's going to take you five hours, regardless of where you are in the country. Yeah, whereas the US <laughs> it's, it takes sometimes takes you five hours to get to the other side of a state you're in um, yeah so yeah this like seems like a, a reasonable way to to implement this kind of system um, but yeah I, I mean it's like the magic organized play system that we all remember and all really enjoyed so I'm glad it's back yeah definitely definitely I, it, it it's it's not perfect I'll say it's definitely not perfect and I I don't think I like it as much as I did the previous system, but uh, I definitely understand why they can't just do what they did previously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've got the uh, four levels of tabletop gameplay as you go up from your regional level. you got your regional championship qualifiers that are going to take place at your, your game store, your local game store. Uh, from those store level qualifiers, one or two players per event will qualify for the regional championships uh, in those regions we have uh, quite a few we have usa canada europe middle east and africa australia new zealand china japan korea southeast asia chinese taipei brazil mexico central america caribbean and south america well, they really lumped us in with the a lot of the world there yeah definitely De- it seems strange that they're like splitting it up, some, splitting some places up like so much, and then Europe, Middle East, and Africa are kind of randomly smushed together. Yeah, um, like Australia yeah, and I... Zealand having their own thing, which is separate from China, which is separate from Japan and Korea, which is separate from Southeast Asia, which is separate from Chinese Taipei, which like is cool. But then the entire of Europe and the Middle East and Africa is odd. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's like like the. I guess some of the reasons are, are understandable for sure, but yeah, Europe, Middle East, and Africa is quite a large chunk of the world. I assume maybe our 
like the proportionately the number of players in those areas that are mm-hmm. going to be small enough to sort of lump them all together like that. Um, maybe it's something to do with number of game stores as well. I I don't know. I've no idea how they've they've broken it down like this. Uh, but they're the regions, and so that does mean that if we if we win a a local game store qualifier to get to regional championships, we'll be playing in somewhere in Europe, the Middle East or Africa. That should be pretty interesting, I think. Uh, difficult. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, Brexit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's cool. I'm I'm sure I'll never have to do that, but <laughs> I'm not planning on grinding this system. Yeah, uh, that's it. I I'm I'm the same, definitely. I think I, I very much know I'm not somebody who could ever get to the top I, I mean I'll, I'll happily enjoy myself playing playing in these events that would qualify for for such things but I, I know I'll never win anything and that's that's fine by me I'm just looking forward to getting back into the competitive field playing you know the, the best magic I can yeah. but yeah it's it is kind of a shame that you know I guess true to what they said like the you know the the gravy train so to speak doesn't exist anymore like there's there's no bronze, silver, gold, whatever status anymore for, for pros. There's no pro points, there's no planeswalker points, none of that stuff exists anymore. So you can't just like you can't just continue to do good at events and sort of stay on the train. You've got to you've got to keep winning. Keep winning these events. And I I, I think that I think that's good. I think that's how you make this the system work if you are gonna have a proper competitive tournament system like this. Yeah, there's I mean there's a lot of different ways to look at it and like the, the old system with with the the train that the pros were on like it meant that there was like a scene with you know very few rotating faces like it was just the same people again and again and again who were still making sacrifices and still you know trying really hard to get there but like it was harder for other people to break into it whereas this is just like you have to play good magic and then if you play good magic you get rewarded yeah rather than there being like benefits and stuff and like obviously all the pros that were constantly at pro tours and stuff were incredible magic players and deserved to be there but it's it's like it, it's just it felt like an old boys club a lot of the time yeah and this means that that isn't going to happen which means that there you know there are some pros who like stopped being pros when magic told them to stop being pros <laughs> um with the advent really that probably aren't going to come back uh, which is a shame but also this requires this is going back to like you have to have a lot of investment in the game to be doing this and playing in all the region quali- regional qualifiers and yeah. then traveling all over whichever region you're in to go to whatever the uh, whatever the championship like the regional championship is which yeah means, definitely you know, and having responsibilities yeah. and a job and a family is kind of hard definitely and I mean it's it's not like you know it's not like the arena pathway that they had where like oh you had to spike this one event to like qualify for the next one which you then have to spike again which you qualify for the next one and then you have to spike that one again like it's not quite like that like we do have some of the old elements in this one so like the the uh the regional championships for example do have last chance qualifiers that take place there so if mm. if you didn't qualify through the the store qualifiers you could still rock up to the event the day before and grind out some last chance qualifiers like that is something that could ha- could happen still which is a good part of the old system that's the thing like, I think they've taken the good parts from that old system and implemented them I think maybe we're missing a couple of things like I think like you know the benefits and the uh, gold silver bronze thing and like all yeah. of that it was good for the game or at least good for like meaning people really committed to playing your game at a professional level yeah but we still have that system where you don't have to like you said just play this one arena tournament and if you don't do well oh well like oh yeah to, oh well that's a try again three months time like yeah yeah it's, it's not it's, like that it's <clears throat> it's less because you know the old ptq system was was like it was more about consistency yeah um but then you had lots of chances like with last chance qualifiers and stuff and this one it, it's not really about consistency it's about how much you're wanting to commit to the game which i'm not a huge fan of but it's a lot better than just playing one tournament and hoping to qualify for an mc you know yeah definitely definitely yeah, I, I think it's good. I think the the aim for the the regional championship things are kind of to be 
sort of like magic fests were as well where you have this you have this big tournament uh, which will have all of the people who qualified for it playing in the tournament but then there'll also be sort of side events and stuff it'll be like a whole a whole weekend affair which i think that'll be really good it'll be really fun to go to those yeah yeah i mean like i just hope big magic events were back like because i'm not I'm, yeah. like i said i'm not gonna go grind the system like i don't i was i was never really about that life um i enjoy playing magic but like fnm is kind of where i end um, yeah. Just I want to play competitive, good magic, and I want to play the best magic I can. But I'm not interested in committing all my weekends and all my time to these tournaments. Yeah, that's it. Like if if I'm if I'm not qualified for one of the regional tournament, like one of the um, the regional championships, like I'm not gonna f- fly out to Bulgaria to go and complete in a last chance qualifier. But yep. if there's a if there's a regional championship in London, I'll go down to London for the weekend, hang out with some friends, play some side events, have some fun. That's that's the thing, right? And like, it, it, like talking about the uh, the Axie Now event, I'm very excited for. Like, that's the kind yeah. of thing I'm I've been missing, and that I hope still exists in the UK because I, I I'm not going to travel around Europe doing that. Like you said, um, <laughs> I'm not going to like I, I I'm happy to do like a couple of tanks of petrol and like a cheap premier in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> to go and play magic and hang out with people for a weekend, but I'm not going to fly places and stay in hostels and stuff. That's not my it's never been my bag, really. Um, but I'm I mean, excited for the tourists to come back just to, an excuse to hang given out. The, uh, given the fuel costs these days, maybe it would be cheaper just to fly to, fly to Europe. Uh, Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, everything's getting more expensive and we just have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing the government could possibly do. No, nothing at all. Nothing Sorry. at all. Nothing that was in the Labour's manifesto from 2019 or anything. <laughs> the... the the people that provide my electricity and my gas are turning billion billion pound profits, but I I'm poor, and that's how the world <laughs> should be, you know. Yeah. I I can barely afford to get to work in my car anymore, but I, you know they're tightening their belts too. They're only paying their CEO a billion pounds instead of two billion. Sure. sure. Everyone's making sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk the path to the world championship so like i said you have the store qualifier one to two players per event so the the winner or the top two of the event depending on the size of the event i believe it is uh, will qualify for the regional championships then from the regional championships the top 36 will qualify for the pro tour Uh, the top two from the regional championships will also qualify for worlds as well Uh, and then the unspecified how many people from the pro tour will qualify for worlds as far as I can see, uh, but that is how you get to worlds from the pro tour. Sweet, I'm glad there's an actual path that kind of is relatively yeah. easy to pass. <laughs> it's an, an actual path, then we have some we have some numbers, some indicative numbers of, of what it's going to be like, which which is really good. Which like that felt like something that was missing when we had the uh, the whole arena system. It just it just felt like. Oh, top 1200 of ladder qualify for this and then you have to win this like it, it it never felt clear like oh can i can i you know can i can i seven and x this this tournament and then that'll put me in a certain position and then that means that i can qualify it just felt like well i just have to keep winning and maybe i'll win enough and maybe i won't yeah yeah now there's actually like just do this and you'll get there yeah, which means there are less there are less avenues for sure. Like, it's it's harder I think to get through to PTs and to Worlds, but yeah, you actually know what you have to achieve. Yeah, definitely, which is probably definitely. preferable, just rather than having to do loads of fucking algebra to work it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like a it seems like a. I mean, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, if this was if this announcement came immediately after they got rid of the Pro Tour, uh, we'd all hate it and it would be awful because it's just some of the good bits from the Pro Tour missing a bunch of stuff that made the Pro Tour what it was. But yeah. this, after two years of fucking Mythic Championships and Arena <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's incredible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just the, the fact that I can look at this and say, right, I need to come, I need to win this to qualify for this, and then I need to make top 36, and that puts me on the Pro Tour. Yeah, for sure. That's I mean, simple. That was something I could never, like, <laughs> we, we had years of, of the Mythic Championship System and I still couldn't tell you how it works. Like, yeah, no, I now I can I can just say I win this and then top thirty six this and then I'm on. 
Yeah, that's, I, that's the thing. Like, that's easy yeah. to understand. Like, I think the thing with Arena is that's, that's, like, that's all we wanted. Like, yeah. I think the thing with Arena is I was like, I was never interested in Arena, and because it was complicated, I never bothered. But like, this is so easy. <laughs> Even I understand this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, one of the biggest things for me is like, Paper Play is uh, back and the focus of Wizards yeah. of the Coast. Which, uh, as a player, great. As someone who likes to play the way I do, great. And as an employee of a local game store, <laughs> extremely good. Uh, definitely, definitely. Because there's a reason for people to buy cards that aren't just commander cards. Because like I mean, most of our sales are commander cards or like sixty card casual cards. But now we actually people have a reason to like buy modern cards from us, buy pioneer cards from us. Yeah. Um, which is nice, and we can like run events, and people will probably want to play them. Like you know, if there's a if there's an RCQ coming up that's pioneer, we can run a pioneer winner box or whatever, and yeah. people will want to practice their pioneer deck, so they'll come along and play, and we can. You know, turn some sale product into actual cash, and like that's very good for loads of local game stores, as well as being able to run the actual events themselves. And it's 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 not the best it could be, but it's so so good for so many reasons. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's just the fact that yeah they've said so in their their sort of F- FAQ bit. One of the questions was what format to be supported by Premier Play, and they've said. Plan to highlight a variety of formats across both tabletop and digital paths. The first round of qualifiers will be a mixture of Pioneer, Standard, Modern and Limited. The first regional championships will be Pioneer, and they have plans to incorporate Modern and Standard later, plus Historic and Alchemy on MTG Arena, allegedly. We'll see what happens with those. (laughs) But the fact that they've said straight up, the regional championships are going to be Pioneer. These are when your regional championships are going to be. This is the path, this is how you get there. Off you go. Yeah, great. Very exciting. Yeah. And, you know, prices of Pioneer cards have, like, doubled, so... Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, bad for players, but it's nice that actual competitive cards are maybe worth money again and worth purchasing. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Maybe, maybe the price of boxes will go up. You know, the contents of the boxes will go up. Yeah, that would be that would be good, wouldn't it? Not just open good Commander Mythic or Bust... It's like oh, stand, yeah. like you know, standard and modern playable res. Sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm all about this. Um, I'm very excited for the return of the brutal. Thank God. Yeah, me too. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, we've also seen some promos as well. So uh, for regional championship qualifiers, so the events at the sort of the the store level, uh, there is a lava spike. And Nykthos Shrine to Nyx with a lovely new art that is going to be available in non-foil for top finishers at local qualifying events. Mm-hmm. And traditional foil for players who earn invitations to regional championship. Uh, and then That's we sweet. also have the regional championship promo card is Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. Kind of wish they'd done something cool with Teferi's art. Yeah, that would have been nice. Cause, I mean, but it, I guess... It's got the, I guess, the, the swoosh instead of the Dominaria symbol, but it looks like a Dominaria card, so... Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, I guess it follows the Liliana of the Veil that they did. That was a promo as well. But yeah, it would have been cool to have like new art for for Teferi for this. Yeah, I mean the Nykthos is great. The Nykthos is incredible. Yeah, um, Nykthos is, is very nice. Also the first proper reprint it's ever had, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, outside of the list, I guess. Um, yeah, that's true, yeah. But yeah, very cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about these promos. Lava Spike is an interesting choice, but... Um, yeah, like I said, all of these are all of these are great things. Yeah, good job, good job, people involved. Yeah, fully fully agree. So, what does that mean for you as a as a store? Do you know what what's happening yet in terms of like your your local qualifying events yet or or not? Or is it just a right now we know what the plan is? Let's wait and see till we get more information. Oh, we're gonna wait until we get more information. Really cool. Because um, you know we'll be I'm assuming we'll be running some of these events um, yeah I do assume so the regional championship qualifiers are meant to be run through WPEN stores so I assume yeah. you, you'll you'll know when you know yeah uh, and we're we're not technically the only WPN store in, in Birmingham but I'm going to say we're the only WPN store in Birmingham <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah we'll be running those things and we uh, should wait for more information really I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what next week's FNM format's going to be. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to it for sure. But I'm sure I'm sure we'll be bombarded with information from from Wizard of the Coast's European office, yeah. and uh, we'll be organising stuff, which is which is cool. Like actual proper competitive play because like, we ran the store championships, and that was really really fun. Yeah, and that was like the highest stakes tournament we'd run in years. <laughs> uh, but now actually having like like harking back to the old PTQs and stuff, very exciting, very cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome, awesome, cool. Any more on that before we we move on? Uh, Proto good. <laughs> yeah, Proto good. Organized magic coming back. Pro- paper magic good. I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm just glad that like we have the just the sort of tacit statement from Wizards of the Coast that paper magic is a thing they care about. Yeah. Now just make the paper it. cards actually good, and yeah, we'll 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 be all we'll be all fine. Yeah, that's it. I think the biggest takeaway from me is is just that we have a clear path. Like this information is reasonably easy to pass. Like, mm-hmm. anybody who's played competitive magic before will know how the system works, and anybody who hasn't is looking to get into it for the first time, they've got a fairly easy, easy, yeah, just an easy system. Like, they can see, right, I need to go to a store qualifier and win that, to go to a regional qualifier and win that, to go to the Pro Tour. Straightforward, simple, yep. that's how it needs to be. Yep, and just hope that the you know competitive magic community is, is still willing to do all those things yeah i'm sure there are, I'm sure there are I, loads of people i assume it will be yeah willing to do that. yeah um it's just you know it's been a minute since they've had to do that <laughs> they've all started playing flash and blood so <laughs> but i really think like uh legend story studios were really banking on the fact that paper magic was dead and they were going to yeah, s- swoop in and and steal the thunder and be the premier paper card game that people played yeah, and I mean it. It was it was kind of looking looking like there might be for a hot minute there, but yeah, but it's not as good as Magic uh, and doesn't have the well, yeah. the name recognition. Yeah, that's it. Like I and also they have I just to win tournaments. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, they have no tor- they have no integrity when it comes to running tournaments <laughs> and like I I don't think that game's very good. Well, at least they, like their game is not very appealing to me and is not not. I don't think it has the mass appeal that that Magic has. Like in terms no. of. Mm-hmm. Just, just everything about it—the play style, game mechanics. I think, yeah, I just don't think it's as appealing to a as wide an audience magic. But into, I don't know. They were doing a lot of things right, but we'll see. We'll see what happens for them. Sweet, I'm very excited. It's gonna be good. Sweet, sweet. Now another thing that you should be excited for is that Streets of New Capenna is just around the corner. Woo! Uh, we have Mark Rosewater's Streets of New Capenna teaser. Uh, I I love these, absolutely love these. So every before every set, he puts out a duelist style teaser. He calls it like he, he used to write for the Duelist magazine back in the day, where he'll he'll give a, a bit of vague information that might hint to something that is going to be in the set. And yeah, it uh, super super excited. Mm-hmm. I love these so. I think we should run these and just throw some wild wild guesses out. Yeah, let's rattle through them. So first up, we have in Streets of New Capenna, there's going to be five mana costs using existing mana symbols that we've never used before. Uh, I don't really know what this one is. Yeah, uh, I have no idea. Uh, I assume it's going to be some sort of like split magic. Spike split, like hybrid mana symbols split in a way we've never seen before like similar yeah. to like what we saw with Tamio, I guess maybe yeah like I assume it would be like you can cast this for a red or a green and a black or a green something yeah like, that, right? like you can cast it for black red or black green or green green or black or green red something like that because it's a tricolor set so I imagine yeah, yeah like they'll just because the hybrid mana symbols have only been the hybrid mana symbols like you, you would only have one set of hybrid mana symbols on a card I imagine they'll mix and match this time it's probably what I yeah. think because um, I don't, yeah, that's that's pretty much the only thing I can think of. But that'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah, and I'm surprised. Some yeah, something like you can you can cast it for for an is it? So I'd say there's, there's like a, a spell that costs three. It's like hybrid is it? Hybrid Rakdos green or something like. Yeah, or it'd be like the I don't know something weird. Yeah, combinations of the the colors. For, I'm sure it would be an absolute nightmare to actually figure out how you pay for it. But yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get used to it. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have a spell that costs thirteen black black. Delve, baby, they're going to try it again. 
<laughs> oh, 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 I wish. <laughs> I think no. I think it's so. Get my gangler too. Let's yeah. Go. So I, th- I think the bigger angler. I think there's another one uh, that's like cares about the threshold in the graveyard, and I think Delve plays into that quite nicely. Um, yeah. Like a so it's either like if you have an empty graveyard such and such, or like if you have fewer than three cards, like so threshold is seven or more cards in your graveyard, right? Yeah. Um, so I think this would be like three or fewer cards in your graveyard and it cares about that and Delve places that quite nicely and the fact that it's 13 BB suggests to me that they're just going to make a bunch of extremely unplayable Delve cards but it might be a fun limited yeah. format like for, for limited mechanic but 13 BB outside of Delve like how the hell do you make that a remotely playable card yeah it's going to be like you know, destroy all permanents or something and then some yeah, sort sure. of like if there are nine cards in your graveyard this costs Black black or something like Yeah, maybe it'll know. be maybe it won't be delve, it'll be like spells cost less for each card in your graveyard. Yeah. Which yeah. is probably still extremely problematic for a bunch of designs. But it makes like because the the problem with the Delve spells is obviously they're well, the, the problem with Delve spells. In terms of designing new Delve spells, they're they're parasitic, right? So yeah, if, if you cast your your Merktide region, it makes your second Merktide region a lot worse because you can no longer delve for it. Whereas if you have spells that they all get reduced by the number of cards in your graveyard, but the cards stay in your graveyard, it means your 13 BB spell is castable, but then the next time you draw a 13 BB spell, you can still cast it. Yeah. So maybe it'll be like that. Like, if they care about the number of cards in your graveyard, and you don't have to exile them to pay the cost, which means we don't get any more fucking death spells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what, what whatever it is. It's, mm. a, it's a big old hefty mana cost on that. Yep. Next up, then, we have a mechanic we've tried to get in numerous sets finally finds a home. Uh, this could be terrifying. This is, yeah, they're going to fuck it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always happens. Always happens. Like, well, the last it's, time... it's energy or it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, well, that was uh, the last Phyrexian one, Manor. Or, the yeah. last time they did this, it was energy, and Mara was really excited that he'd finally found a home for energy. Yeah. And then everything broke. <laughs> um, so hopefully, it's like a, a, a better. Uh, a better mechanic than energy and it's yeah. just this is just like a, I'm excited about this mechanic I want I, I wanted it to be in a set so therefore here it is yeah and hopefully it's nothing busted I mean like a lot of like we said about most of these like the, the teasers that Mara does they tend to be extremely uninteresting once you actually see the card and they yeah, sound yeah. they sound a lot more cool here in this list than they do in actual paper but yeah I'm hoping it's just something really boring and really vanilla that's just kind of cool Rather yeah. than like an energy or a Phyrexian manner or something stupid, like I hope poison or something. Yeah, or it's like you know, like sagas. Like sagas uh, were a, a, yeah. a new thing that they wanted to work for a long time, and they're really cool and work really well. And none of them have been completely busted. So it's I really hope it's either shit and boring or a good design, which I guess yeah. are the two things you can hope for. So it's kind yeah. of a redundant <laughs> statement, but. Next up, then, we have a creature-type theme with a draft archetype that's never been used before. Uh, I don't really know what this means. So, a creature-type theme. So, like, tribal. So, a creature-type theme for a draft archetype that's never been used before. So, it's a theme that cares about creature types, but not like they've done in the past. This this way has never been done before. But, like, so they've done, like, elf-tribal, ally-tribal which is, like, caring yeah. about the number of things you have, and then they've done, like, the party mechanic, right? So it cares about different tribes that you have. Yeah, that, that's true, yeah. So, like, how... I don't know how you do a creature-type theme without being in either of those two camps at least a little bit. Like, what's the third way that you do creature-type matters outside of know. all the tribe or one of every other tribe? Um, yeah, I've, I have no idea. Cool. I have no idea. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but we'll, we'll find out. Um... I guess that's that's a draft archetype. We know there's going to be a creature a creature theme, creature type based draft archetype. So that's interesting. Next up, then we have a red creature that can make token copies of creatures you control. Uh, fine. Yeah. Okay. I think we we can assume what this one is. Kiki G Camera Breaker. Oh yeah, definitely. It's yeah, he, he's back. He's back in, 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 po- in pog form. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sure. I mean, I, you say this is a, that's a novel thing. 
we've seen this before. Like we have had Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker, we've had Splinter Twin, we've had yeah whatever the uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty one is that makes creature d- like okay, it's, it's not that exciting. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it's exciting. Uh, I mean, unless it is like. Unless it is literally just like another Kiki Jiki, like that would be good. Um, sure, yeah. But we'll see. I don't think it is. I, I think I would at this point I would assume that this is going to be Eurobrask, but we'll see. Yeah, well, I would have thought so. Like because the because Varenklex and Jinkataxis both double the things you do, so this will be like whenever you cast a red creature, create a, a copy of it. Yeah, and that'll just be what Eurobrask does because that's what the new players have been doing so far. But yeah, it's that's not. Right, I it's so. Not particularly novel, but we figured it out. Well done. Hey. Next up we have a card that adds white, white, blue, blue, black, black, red, red, green, green. Okay. It's your five colour commander. When it enters <sighs> the battlefield, add white, white, blue, blue, black, oh, black, Jesus red, Christ, red, green, no, green. No one at ATBs. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's five colour Omnath. <laughs> yeah. All the way to Nuka and now he's it's, even more busted. <laughs> Omnath in a fedora. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's that's not exactly. I imagine it'll be like pay five and tap, add double Wooberg. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it it'll just be a land. Like, have we not had a land that does this already? Well, we've had we've got Cascading Cataracts, which is pay five yeah. and Wooberg, and then we've got whatever the original one was from like Prophecy or whatever. That's pay five and tap it, add Wooberg. So this yeah. would be like pay eight and tap it, add Wooberg, Wooberg. Some, yeah, something like that. Or like an artifact, like the like chromatic orrery. That's like yeah. pay seven at seven or whatever. It, yeah, like I said, they're never that exciting, but they like kind of look cool written down. Yeah. Next up, then we have a mechanic which first premiered in a standard legal set in the two thousands, sees a return to standard. Dredge, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Dredge and Darth in the same set. We've got this. <laughs> we know what we're doing this time, everyone. Promise. <laughs> we're not going to fuck it, I swear. No, oh, I don't know. This could be like a thousand different things. Um, yeah. But cool. Yeah. I like when mechanics come back and they add new flavor to them. Like, I really. Yeah, that's it. I really enjoy when they do like the like original Ravnica mechanics and add new flavor to them. Um, yeah. Maybe one of those. Uh, but yeah, I like it could be a hundred different mechanics. So. Yeah, like literally. So any set that was printed in the. in. Uh, you know the the noughties, I guess I hate that phrase, but the the two thousands, the noughties, the two thousands, the two thousands. Yeah, any 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 set that was pretty, uh, I guess any any mechanic that was first introduced in the two thousands, it doesn't necessarily have to be one that hasn't already seen a reprint. Like I, I assume, but it it will be one that has already been in multiple sets since. But it's cool to see someone coming back. So it's like Urza's legacy, Urza's destiny, through to like. Shards of Alara? Probably. So, like, all the sets in between. So, Kamigawa, Mirrodin, Ravnica, Time Spiral, Future Sight. <laughs> like, could be a bunch of things. Yeah. There are so many sweet mechanics in those sets. And so many awful mechanics, so I'm sure it'd be one of those. Could be Delve. It could be Delve, that was in Future Sight. Yeah. Let's go. It was, yeah. Tombstalker, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Tombstalker reprint. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tombstalker. It's such a got, cool card. Got murdered Do you remember when that used to see fish. play in Legacy? Yeah, and they got murdered by the Swampfish. Yeah. Which in turn got murdered by... Well, I suppose they didn't get murdered by Mozart region. It got murdered by it not being a good card anymore. Yeah. Um, killed by a monkey. Killed by a monkey. <laughs> <sighs> Next up then, we have a card that makes cat and dog tokens. Commander players, here's a new card for, yeah. your, for your Renan Siri deck. Hooray. I don't know, we already have a card that makes cat and dog tokens. It's Renan Siri Insufferable. So okay, cool. We're doing that again. Yeah, I guess. it's just gonna be gonna be another so, one. It's um, casual players, look at the cute cat and dog token you can make, That's and look at the fancy full art holographic version. Yep. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> very very yeah. excited. Oof. Next up, then a draft theme caring about a threshold in the graveyard we haven't cared about before. Yeah, I think this will just be. This will be like reverse threshold, so it'll be like three or fewer, two or fewer, zero maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it could just be like cares about the number of cards in your graveyard because. Yeah. Or if if you have if you have four artifacts in your graveyard, then do yeah. X. Yeah, but that's yeah. 
that's that's the one I think maybe suggests Delve or a mechanic like Delve that would make sense for thirteen BB card. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I think I I'm gonna call my shot that it's caring about three or fewer cards in the graveyard, but it could be yeah. like enchantments in the graveyard or whatever. Yeah, totally. Uh, next up, then we have multiple white cards capable of drawing a card each turn. Cool. I'm sure they'll be unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, commander players. Yeah. Your white card draw finally. We found the discourse for week one. Yeah. They said they were going to give us white cards that drew multiple cards, and they're shit, and I don't like it. That'll be fun to deal with for a week, won't it? <laughs> that's it. That's my take yeah, on I, one. I, <laughs> That's it. Like, I assume it's not going to be like, like, Ristic Study, but white. I assume it'll be. I don't know. It'll be like a, a creature that can tap, and you can, you know, pay, and tap, pay for, gain one life and draw a card or something. I don't know. Yeah, it'll either be extremely shit or extremely good. Uh, it, yeah. So what? One of two things is going to happen. Is it's going to be another smothering tithe and people are going to complain about how good it is or it's going to be another secret rendezvous and it's going to be terrible and people are going to complain about, about how bad it is and I'm going to have to yeah. mute like 20 people <laughs> everybody brilliant yep next up then we have a a section where it says next here are some rules text that will be showing up on cards so First one is, then, if you control ten or more creatures, you may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost. Cool. Yep. <laughs> I have no know. idea what that could be in reference to. That could be in reference to a mechanic that they've tried to f- fit in for ages, or that could be a returning thing, or that could even be like a threshold thing. Who knows? Yeah, I imagine this is like the mythic that cares about a mechanic, probably. Yeah. It's like, um, it's just another variation on impulse draw, but like ten creatures is a lot. And yeah. I don't like the idea of that being easy to meet for like limited or even constructed formats. Like you yeah, expected definitely. to have ten creatures, that seems bad, but I imagine it'll be like the stupid red mythic that does an impulse draw. Um Yeah. Or it'll be like take an extra turn, then exile this card. If you then if you control ten or more creatures, you may play the exile card without paying its mana cost. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be fine yeah. I'm sure this card will be uninteresting and unplayable but yeah probably probably. next up we have copy target spell you control that wasn't cast so it copies a copy yep so it'll be fork slash reiterate but for like a single red mana I guess yeah quite possibly so like you can yeah one mana fork would be cool yeah but you can only fork a forked cast <laughs> fork a copy yeah, yeah. Uh, which I imagine is what it will it will be because the only way you can control a spell that you haven't cast is if you copy a spell that's already been cast, right? So there's no way to, like... Yeah. I imagine this is worded this way so you can't break it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, next up, then, we have As an additional cost, cast a spell, sacrifice a creature, discard a card, or pay for life. Wait, what if they're returning Mechanic Storm? That would be that would be fantastic. That's how you copy a target spell. Yeah, that wasn't cast. cast. And that's how you make ten or more creatures... If you cast an empty the warrants. That is oh we oh we get an empty the warrants reprint, that would be nice. But it makes cats and dogs. <laughs> and, and, it, yeah. <laughs> and it costs thirteen BB. <laughs> <laughs> and it has delve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we broke it. Broke it. I mean, like, storm could be a thing. A couple yeah. of these things here are giving me storm. Oh, that's that's how you get me back to playing standard again. A mechanic we've uh, we've tried to get into numerous sets finally finds a home, Storm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh uh, where is it? A mechanic which first premiered in a standard legal set in the 2000s, I think, is Storm. Yeah. Where's Storm so. from? Uh, is that is a good question. Prophecy? Yeah, Prophecy is the 2000s, right? Is it? Oh, maybe not. Hang on. Let's, let's just Google it. I have access to all the. Yeah, documents. that's what I'm doing now. Uh, first set with first Storm, Storm card. MTG. Thank you, Google. Scourge. And Scourge, I believe. Scourge, it is, that's it? the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Scourge. MTG. 2003. Okay, cool. Storm. It's Storm. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> yeah. It could actually be, yeah. 
It could actually be Storm, but like it's terrible. That's exciting. So like, maybe like 13 BB is, the, but it has Storm. And it's like, if you get into yeah. a point where you're casting a spell that just without any cost reduction costs 15 mana, you just. It'll be some sort of stupid, like, you Torment of Hailfire variant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hell yeah, Storm. Ooh, got new Ant cards, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make Ant playable again, please. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the as additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice creature, discard a card, or pay for life. That's the 13 BB card that has Storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super Phyrexian Mandler, let's go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, as initial cost, so, uh, this it could literally just be anything. Like, it could Alter's Reap variant again, isn't it? Yeah, it, it could be, or it could be like a. I don't know, like a three mana six six or something. It's like additional cost to cast this creature, sacrifice another creature, discard a card, or pay for life. Like, yeah, something like that. But I, th- I think it's gonna be the two and a black instant draw two cards. With Could like, because they've it's been sacrifice creature and then uh, sacrifice creature make a treasure, sacrifice a creature, uh, sacrifice a creature or artifact, draw two cards, sacrifice a creature or artifact, draw two cards, make a treasure, and this will be sacrifice a creature, discard a card, or pay for life, draw two cards. Yeah, for t- for one black, one in the black. Yeah, could be that. We'll see. We'll see. Or something bad. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, then, if exactly three colors of mana were spent, to, yeah, if exactly three colors of mana were spent to activate this ability. Oh boy, adamant's returning. <laughs> yeah. Woo. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is like. I mean, it makes adamant, makes right? sense in the in the shard set, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think adamant was kind of a cool mechanic. Like if three, if three of the same color was meant to cast it, do an additional effect. It's just all the cards sucked. Um, yeah. So hopefully this will be cooler. Like, and it's I mean it's basically uh, converge. Some yeah. some burst converge like like a painful truth variant would be cool. Like stuff like that or like a radiant flames variant. That's what this is giving me. Like you, you pay Jund and it you can pay it for two and a red, but if you pay Jund, it does something else. I think that's that's a cool yeah. mechanic that I like. Cool. Uh, next up, then, create a one-one blue fish creature token. Okay. <laughs> okay. Empty the fishing nets. Sleep with the fishes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's your empty the warrens veteran, but it, it creates blue fish, fish instead of <laughs> goblins. Yeah. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> fish. I'm I'm so down for fish storm. <laughs> fish storm. <laughs> if it's if it. <laughs> If it is, if it is real, if, if yeah, uh, if there's a world where I can just replace empty the warrens with Fish. like em- empty the nets in a <laughs> in a in ant, then I will 100 percent do that. Yeah, and then you can play force negation. Yeah, picture the force. Sweet. Yeah, let's let's. I I hope it is. I hope storm is a thing, and I hope this makes makes bluefish creature tokens over and over and over again. That's how you get me back to playing standard, definitely. Next up then is when you cast this spell, copy it. That's the text of Storm. Let's go. Sounding like Storm. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> Next up then we have white, blue, black, red, green. Tap. Sacrifice. Card name. Okay. Don't white, do blue, anything. black, red, green. Tap. Sacrifice. Add white, blue, black, red, green. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Add Wooberg. Tap. Add sacrifice. Add Wooberg. I like yeah. that. That's cool. That's that's a cool design. Might be slightly Maybe. problematic, but yeah, it's cool. I think like the, the adding of like specific colours of mana and like varied colours of mana is far far harder to break than something like your traditional rituals. Yeah, um, definitely. Because then you just end up with a bunch of mana that you can't use. But I yeah, that's that could be the one that adds the Wooberg Wooberg, but I mean it's kind of an interesting outside of that. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. Next up, then we have where X is the number of permanents you've sacrificed this turn. Uh, draw X cards. Add, yeah, probably. Add X mana. Gain gain X life. Yeah. Copy the spell for where yeah. <laughs> X times where X is the number of permanents you've sacrificed this turn. Yeah, make one one blue fish where X is the number of permanents you've sacrificed this turn. <laughs> We're doing it. Uh, next up, then we have count the colors of the sacrificed creature. Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah, that's cool. I like that you're, we're in a we're in a tricolor set. This seems like the most tricolor set since like original Lara. Yeah, definitely, it's, definitely. Seems slightly more caring about the the shards than the Khans cared about the wedges. 
Yeah. Like the mechanics are very much to do with the fact that they're colored rather than just being three color cards. Which yeah. is sweet. I like that as a, as a way to design tricolor sets. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. I mean, it's no shade on cards, cons, because I think cons is just one of the best sets they've ever made, oh, like, for sure, for hands sure. down. Um, but yeah, it'll be cool to see a three color set where colors matter. Yeah, definitely. And finally, from this section, we have you may cast any number of the copies without paying their mana costs. Storm, 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 storm. Sounds like storm. <laughs> that sounds like storm. Maybe it's like it's it's like gravestorm. Maybe it's like gravestorm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because we're caring about graveyards, we're caring about the threshold of graveyard, which is the amount of cards that we put in your graveyard this turn. Gravestorm was originally in Future Sight, Planet of Chaos. Future I think Sight. so. Yeah. 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 Future Sight because yeah. yeah, it's a mechanic they might put there so that, you know and it's exciting that a, a mechanic from future site finally finds a home maybe it's something like gravestone yeah cool i'm into it sweet and then finally we have some creature type lines in the set so we have creature devil warrior surprise that doesn't exist already but sure yeah creature raccoon rogue <laughs> excellent very good it's gonna be a little, little rocket raccoon character isn't it is that a reference I'm supposed to get? Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh! Is that what the, the raccoon's called? Rocket Raccoon, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a popular little raccoon. <laughs> or it, it, could, it could be a Tom Nook reference, one playing too late. Oh yeah, Tom Nook would be cool. Is he a rogue? We have. <laughs> it's a, it, oh, absolutely, he's a landlord. Oh yeah. Isn't he a Tanuki? Yep. So he's not a raccoon? He's a raccoon in terms of, of magic creatures. Well, yeah. Okay. But he's a tanuki Deep in more. terms of real life creatures. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I understand. Next up, then, we have Bird Assassin. Mm hmm. Cool. That could be interesting. Uh, then we have Plant Dinosaur. Also cool. Kind of love this. Why are the dinosaurs on Nugapenna? Oh, I guess. Because oh, Wally, is Wally on Nugapenna? Possibly. I think it's mainly because it's just every anthropomorphized animal wearing a fucking fedora and a waistcoat. Yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> the point. That's the, that's the that was the the pitch in the meeting. Was just what if it was just like a hippo with a monocle? What if it was yeah. a, a dinosaur that's in a fedora? What if Zootopia? What if Zootopia? But Goodfellas. <laughs> I'm like I'm cool with like Zootopia the plane. Like Zootopia is a cool movie. Yeah. But I'm not cool with <laughs> But it's Goodfellas. <laughs> Jesus. What if Zootopia, but it's the Godfather trilogy? Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. Which makes the uh, the horse's head on the bed a bit more awful, Oh, yeah, he's it? committing an actual <laughs> murder. <laughs> you leave a horse's head in, in, in someone's bed, and it's actually just their wife. <laughs> <laughs> but they've removed the body. <laughs> they killed your wife and just left her head in your bed, but took the rest of the corpse away. <laughs> maybe the uh, truly grim. Maybe the truly whole grim. Uh, fucking drug references isn't the most unsettling thing about this anymore. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Next up, then we have artifact creature, treasure dog. <sighs> They're going to keep doing this, aren't they? Making us kill dogs. Yeah. yeah the purpose probably. of this dog, with extremely cute art that you like, is to murder it. <laughs> <laughs> Murder it so you gain some mana. Fucking selfless saviour. Started with have... that, and now and now you've got to sacrifice it to make mana. You heartless bastard. Yeah. We have artifact creature, angel warrior. Okay. I guess the interesting thing here is the fact that it's an artifact creature. In fact, yeah, I guess so. It's a mechanical angel. Uh, and then we've got a bunch of legendary creatures. So we have sphinx demon. Hell yeah. We have cat citizen. Yep, like every because everything's a fucking <laughs> citizen. Everything's just it's just <laughs> utopia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We have cephalid advisor. Cephalids. I love cephalids. Although I'm unsure whether that's a cephalid advisor or somebody that advises cephalids. Good joke. Great joke. And then finally, we have vampire noble, vampire demon noble. Uh, c- cool. Is that that's gonna be like one of the one of the bosses of the family, right? It's gonna be the commander deck that everyone builds, isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm building cat citizen. <laughs> cat citizen, Jesus Christ! Great, incredible, big fan, incredible. Yeah, I I love these teasers. I feel like they they don't really give away 
anything but like give away just enough that you can have some fun with with, with it definitely uh, I yeah I love it Mark Rosewater continues to just to be like a brilliant man he's the best thing about Magic the Gathering by quite a lot yeah he's up there definitely definitely Awesome. So I guess as as time marches on, we'll find out what exactly these cards are. And yeah, I'm I'm certainly hoping for some storm action now. Gravestorm. We'll we'll see. Gravestorm. We'll call as it. we march towards the streets of New Capenna. Can't wait. Awesome. So, is there anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here today? Uh, no. I think I'm good. No. Good. It's good to be back. It's good to be talking crap about magic again. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself, but. That is all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. If you want to get in touch and let us know your feelings about new organised play, are you going to grind your way to the Pro Tour, uh, or your your feelings about Storm being back in New Capenna, uh, come hit us up on social media. We are at... Uh, do that one again. We are at HFDcast on Twitter, or facebook.com slash HFDcast. If you've really enjoyed anything in this episode and like to give back in a monetary value, you can hit us up at Patreon. We are patreon.com slash devastation. Tears start with as little as one dollar. That's roughly twenty twenty five cents per month per episode per month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the podcast is brought to you by manleap.com where you can go and use promo code HOFD five to get five percent off your whole order. If you want to find me on my own personal social media on Twitter, I am at Oaf. Facebook Joe Loudon, and I also stream every Friday night. We do some magic on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Oaf. We do cube. We do. We do we do arena sealed apparently. Uh, it's it's a super fun time. Come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Gene Sneeler. Nice. I'm just trying not to tweet about the bad stuff, man. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Just trying to have a nice time, <laughs> in spite of it all. Also, people should buy your cards. Yeah, but, I mean, I've got someone who wants to look at the guy's cradle. Um, but if you want to buy, a, oh, sweet. If you want to buy a Savannah, hit me up. Hell yeah, that's the place place to go. That's all we have time for today. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The God Pharaoh has returned. We'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation. <laughs>